Welcome to Pennsylvania in Focus. I'm Kristen Smith, Pennsylvania editor for the Center Square. Joining me today is the Center Square's Pennsylvania reporter, Anthony Hennen. This week, Anthony tuned into a DEA hearing to talk about extending federal pandemic waivers and flexibilities for telemedicine. And that has to really tie in in Pennsylvania with some of our ways to tackle the opioid crisis. And in fact, Pennsylvania officials testified at this hearing. So Anthony, tell us a little bit about what they had to say. Yeah, so much of this is tied to pandemic era um, regulations that basically removed a lot of barriers to telemedicine. It started allowing uh, prescribers to uh, prescribe medication for all, all sorts of things, but especially in Pennsylvania, where a lot of this uh, attention has been, has been on making sure that people dealing with drug addiction can be uh, prescribed medication to treat that um, just with a, with a phone call or with a video call rather than an in-person evaluation. Um, so in May, uh, the DEA, as well as SAMHSA, um, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, they basically issued a six-month extension of those rules um, to keep allowing doctors to uh, prescribe these sorts of things over telemedicine. And now uh, this week, the DEA, for a couple of days, basically held a listening session to get some feedback from people on you know how the new rules should be looking, what's happening here. So... In Pennsylvania, one of the large uh, providers of telehealth for treating drug addiction and getting people into recovery has been um, uh, Gadenzia, which operates in Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, and Washington, D.C. It's headquartered in um, Norristown, I believe, just a bit outside Philadelphia. Um, but they were they made a public comment arguing that this is very crucial, um, these, uh, the suspension of these telehealth barriers is very crucial. Um, Philip Moore, the chief medical officer at Gadenzia, said telehealth really helped us to improve our retention and treatment. Um, he said their endorsement of these uh, uh, the suspension of these barriers is rooted in a belief that vital substance use disorder treatment, including medication-assisted treatment, should be available for all those who seek it and when they seek it. Um, and that's also been a very um, important thing when you when I've talked with you know, officials and experts working around addiction and treatment. Um, when people seek it, you have a very small window to actually get them into help, get them into some sort of structure. If someone reaches out and it takes weeks or months to find them either a place to go or get them on medication that can help, um, there's a high chance that they simply will not get that treatment. Um, so being able to do this quickly and effectively has been uh, very crucial. In your story, you mentioned that also there are some providers who are worried about expanding these uh, these telehealth provisions because they're worried that there's going to be that medication is going to fall into the wrong hands, essentially. So can you talk a little bit about what that is and, and how the response to that criticism goes? Yeah. So basically, two things um, kept flaring up. This concern over keeping clients in compliance, where they, they keep taking the medication, stay on the plan. But also what's called um, diversion, which is essentially when someone gets prescription medication that is not theirs, um, either by stealing it, by um, buying it from someone selling it who has a prescription. Um, so Felicia Bailey, who's a nurse practitioner out in Frederick, Maryland, she spoke of how as a provider, it has been a challenge to make sure that these clients stay in compliance. Um, and she she suggested something like the DEA having more access to clinical documentation, like drug screenings, 
um, basically to make sure that you don't see patients going to multiple doctors to get to get more prescriptions to be able to you know sell this on the street or give them to their friends. Um, Roxanne Tyrock of the Texas Medical Association also warned against losing some of these safeguards that she argued limits the diversion of medications, um, where she said, now that the pandemic no longer poses these risks, uh, there's little valid justification to extend this relaxing of safeguards against diversion and health-related concerns. Um, basically arguing, you know, we're not in the pandemic anymore. Things are going back to normal. We don't necessarily need to have a free hand here. But it sounds like there is providers who are saying, while diversion exists, it's not as big of a problem as some are making it out to be. And it sounds like they're saying when it comes to tackling substance abuse disorders, we have to weigh the good against the bad. And that seems like telehealth kind of fills that gap. It's the good against the bad here, particularly for rural Pennsylvania, which we'll report on extensively. So can you, is, is that where the, do you think that that sort of argument is convincing? Yes. I mean, the American Hospital Association also offered some comments um, and they're not really compelled by this concern over diversion, given that when these rules were suspended, they did not necessarily see a strong uptick in either the, the volume of medications being diverted in the first place. They argued that uh, practitioners who prescribe controlled substances already keep detailed medical records. These additional record-keeping requirements that the DEA would be offering uh, would not provide further protections. Basically saying there are, there are already a lot of restrictions, a lot of requirements, a lot of monitoring going on. Um, so adding more is it's, you're adding a burden and you're adding more restrictions, but you're not necessarily getting more results. Um, and that I think that's also been a major, major point here in Pennsylvania and other places where telemedicine really expands access in rural areas who are already shorthanded staff, who are already lacking um, funding to treat a lot of these addiction issues or get people into recovery. Um, and so, again, that's what got Denzia argued that um, that really was a boost for these rural areas um, where you can reach people without necessarily being physically present there because you know when you have to drive three or four hours to get somewhere um that can really really put up some barriers listeners can keep up with this story and more at the centersquare.com for anthony hennon this is Kristen smith please subscribe and thanks for listening 